Don't count on me to do it again. Don't count on me. I'll do it again. Don't count on me. Cause I'm not listening. Don't count on me. God, <laughs> We gotta listen to that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Romancing Our Stones. This is the male survival guide to pop culture and media your girl will drag you to. We thought we'd uh, let you in on a little bit of how Alex and I mic check when we're in the same room together. Yes. Nothing better than a little fat lip in some 41, let me tell you. So if you're wondering for the first couple seconds of the podcast, is this the right episode? Yeah, this is still Romancing Our Stones. This is still Romancing Our Stones, and we're still your male survival guide to pop culture and media that your girl will drag you to. I am Matt. I'm Alex. And welcome. We are discussing episode eight. I think something like that. I call it Tasha episode four. Tasha four. Yeah. You're getting a lot of feedback, so you guys push your chair back a little bit. All right. How about this? That's better. Okay. We're going to keep that. In am I good? Way. Cool. Okay. Let's All keep right. it like that. Um, so this is the latest Tasha episode, and we are romancing our stones. And Alex is the one that is providing us with our beers tonight. Yes. Um, so what are we drinking, Alex? This one's a little special. Um, this is called Liquid Glue. It's an unfiltered Galaxy IPA, very hazy, um, kind of borderlines on a whitish color as opposed to a golden kind of hazy IPA. Yeah. This one is made by, who Who makes this one? Taboot. Oh, is it Taboot Brewing? Yeah. That's uh, Taboot Brewing. Knotted Root, sorry. Knotted Root, okay. Yeah. Adam yes, Newton. Knotted Root, and this is down in uh, Netherlands, or I should say up in Netherlands, Colorado. Um, this is a 7.2 ABV, so, and so we got, we got pints, so we're going to be, we're going to be fire content from Alex tonight. It says when you drink this to think pixie sticks, Pez dispensers, and a strawberry kiwi Capri Sun. So, so you know the way to my heart, ladies. Correct. So if they mention Capri Sun, we can definitely sing a Sun 41 song without getting in trouble. Were you a straw through the hole on the top where you're supposed to put it in or were you with the upside down straw puncher for Capri Sun? fucking sociopath. I had to put it through the straw hole. So did I. Think. All right. So yeah. hey, some kids, again, like you said, they're probably in jail now, but the kids that put the hole through the bottom of the Capri Sun, I never understood that. Yeah, they put holes through other people with knives. So that's just a precursor <laughs> yeah. as to what was to come for them. Um, you know, and Alex and I were laughing because our tangents at the beginning of the show have been probably throwing a lot of you off, but we're still here and we're still talking bachelorette. So we're glad you're here. Yes. Um, you know, unfortunately we lost someone very dear into our hearts this episode. And by that I'm talking about Chris Harrison. Yes. And we lost him to COVID. The worst loss. Yeah. And we lost him to COVID, which is very sad. Children off video (laughs) games into degrees. He took him to college. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. Um, where do you, where do you think his son went? I bet we could find that out, but ASU. it's online. ASU? <laughs> Definitely. And I know we don't have any Arizona listeners, so we're fine. <laughs> Which is is, isn't Chris Harrison probably a, like a, like a, a rotating instructor there? He's a, <laughs> Teaching he, guys how to pick up on chicks? He's a, he's a legacy sun devil, I think. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of Rose Gardens in Phoenix, too. Uh, or maybe it's UCLA because of their connection with the Rose Bowl. Ooh. That's a great Deep. Tie yeah, Ooh, I like that. that. You like that? All I can say is that I'm pretty sure I was reading an article about how, like, Chris Harrison slays. Like, he, he doesn't have any problem in his dating life. No, he got divorced halfway through his, his rise to stardom. Yeah. So, good on you, Chris. You're part of the divorce club, like me and Zach and Tasha, And apparently... Apparently half the, half half the, the contestants half are at. Brendan, half the contestants <laughs> on the show this season. So, you're in good company. But they gave us, um, which I would call a, a 
feminine version of Chris Harrison. Yes. Um, same amount of plastic surgery. Um, I call her post-op JoJo. Post-op JoJo. Because she does not look anything like the JoJo that we know and love from... Who was it? Was it, whose season was she? She was Ben and her own season. Ben's season. Well, I know she. Yeah, she was a bachelorette, obviously. But even from her shift from being contestant on Ben's season to being the bachelorette, homegirl got some work done. Yeah, and she's, and, and she looks beautiful still. But yeah, yeah, you can just tell there's been been some work done. So I call her post op JoJo. That you're looking at needs some work. So <laughs> I can't. <be laughs> this one too, arguably. Yeah. Well, not arguably. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. So Jojo arrives and relatively does nothing. Recognizes how easy Chris's job actually is. And I, I was going to ask you a question about that yeah. first before we really get into the kind of the, the plot of this of the show, this episode. There's a part of me that was like, I wonder if they're going to gear her up for taking the reins of The Bachelor or maybe hosting another version of The Bachelor. Because let's face it, I mean, Chris Harrison's starting to show his age just a little bit. This is 18 years yeah. hosting this show. I mean, that's a long time. It's a I mean, very long time. Good for him. I mean, I would dream of working in the same company for for 18 years. Well, I don't know. Maybe it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, can you imagine somebody? That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, imagine a tenure of working the same thing for 20 years. I couldn't. I really could. Um, but I, I'm just saying, like, there's going to be some point in which they start trying to probably ease a transition. Yeah. And it, I, I could see I could see the next host being a female. Well, it's interesting because you mentioned Wells Adams being the bartender now. That's why I asked you that too. Because Paradise, I didn't miss watch the last episode of season Paradise, and then also he was on this season doing the announcing for the wrestling match. Yes, um, I could see Wells maybe being groomed for this. They as need well. to have Jordan Kimball, uh, the the male model, be the uh, Jordan. Be the be the. He was the worst though. Nobody liked him. Oh, I liked him. America loved Wells, or you know what? Ben Higgins could be. Ben Higgins could totally be. I think they tried, and they tried for five seasons to get Ben involved because he showed up every season. Every season, time there yeah. was a chance for him to do. I it, remember so. you're getting sick and tired of seeing him. Uh, and I, he's a Denver boy, so mm-hmm. you know my love goes out to him. But um, <laughs> I got sick and tired of seeing him. Mm-hmm. He almost ran for our state senate too, which is very interesting. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um. But. Uh, Anyway, back to the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's start with 12 guys left. 12 guys right? left. We got post-op JoJo letting the guys know that she's going to be around in case they need anything. We seen, basically don't see her for the rest of the time uh, uh, until the very end. We'll get to that. Um, so Chris Harrison doesn't hand out the date, the date card. JoJo does. And so Zach one, gets the one-on-one. Is this one-on-one to Zach? Uh, Zach is someone that I don't really... Um, understandable. We got to know him a little bit better. Mm-hmm. This deal. Um, so um, Zach was so excited he found the tightest pants that he owned, and he <laughs> ran out there. And um, they're apparently doing um, wedding photography with the a photographer that is larger than life. Um, yes, our boy life, Franco but, de la Costa. And I, you know, like. Franco de la Crosta, you know, like we've been commenting how there's been a lack of fabric this entire season yeah. with the boys' pants. Well, the same thing goes for Franco's pants because damn near could see the inside of his butthole. They were so hard. I, I, I am so a hot, so short. I am a minimum fifteen inch seam for a short, and I feel like that's pretty short. Yeah, this dude higher. is probably rocking like an eight inch. <laughs> like high, half of that that's higher than when i when i was a kid i literally it had to go beyond my knees 
mm-hmm. like that. that I don't yeah, know. but we were like '90s kids. Like that was that was the cool. Like, there was no, there were no kids our age in the when, '90s when Sagan came in. Now it's yeah. like I, now I like I like go half knee and I feel like super like whoa. See, I'm I go above knee now. Like I'm a 17 or 15 incher. So yeah, wow. Leaves me, leaves good, me plenty of room in the pants. Good for you, man. <laughs> 15 inches. Whoa, got some room to breathe. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um, they dress up in wedding attire, and Zach has his collar all messed up in the back. Drove me nuts. Tasha's super reserved. He's reserved too. Um, yeah, they they kind of seemed like they're like they're both relatively awkward in doing this photo shoot. Yeah. Tasha, because again, she's been in a wedding dress before, so it felt kind of weird. Um, and then. Zach too, because he's been married before, and we find that out in talking and when they start talking to each other a little bit, and they yeah, they kind of they kind of, you know, they're awkward, right? At the very beginning, they're kind of holding each other. This is before they're even dressed up in it as anything, right? Correct. And and they're and the one thing I kind of I got a little bit like kind of, um, I don't know, like I got some weird vibes from him when he he kept repeating. I don't know if you caught this. He's like. We can laugh. We can laugh. We can laugh. We can laugh. And I'm like, what? Where'd that come from? Like, I'm kind of white. Like, we can laugh. We can laugh. We can laugh. <laughs> I can chalk it up to like he's just awkward and he's in front of the cameras and they're on and those little red lights are beaming too. It's, I'm, I'll chalk it up to that. But I was just yeah, like, I kind of got a little bit like American Psycho vibes <laughs> from him when he was when he was doing this. That. Card is bone white. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I kind of got that weird view. He kind of, I mean, he kind of looked like William De, Willem Dafoe, so he kind of had that little nutsy look to him uh, as well. You know, um, I'm a bit of a scientist myself. <laughs> I'm a bit of a scientist myself. <laughs> uh, but speak, I'm not, a, I'm not a photographer. But Franco's pictures that they were snapping on the sheet on the screen, none of them were in focus at all. Yeah, they they were well, and, and they were overexposed. Yeah, like, so like her dress, you can't even see what the dress is because it's glowing. Which is which is kind of uh, interesting because you know like with that much gravitas you think you'd have to nail your craft. Well, not um, only that, I mean, this is also an opportunity for him to showcase his abilities. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's what he puts. Literally, forward. every single was blurry as hell. Yeah. Um, whereas, which I know there's a there's an effect where they like to do that, right? Like, but I mean, there's there's an effect, and then there's an overwhelming presence. <laughs> That that actually obscures from the actual photo in the moment, for sure. But so yeah, l- needless to say, Matt and Alex were not impressed with Franco de la Costa's photos. No, sorry, Franco. I know you're a huge fan. Please keep listening. Yes, um, we love you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't love your shorts or your photos. Other <laughs> <laughs> than that, your pink shoes. But you're a great guy. Pink shoes. They. I, I feel like, like I feel like he'd be the life of a party. I'd, I'd have him over. I think he is the party. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so then they lay, sit down awkwardly in front of a fountain in the middle of a hotel. Like, can you imagine if like, you were another, staying at the hotel and you saw this little picnic going on, like right off the walkway while you're dragging your bags to your room? You're kind of like, oh, interesting. But the, the, the weird thing for me is that probably eight of the guys now have been on a picnic date because they can't go anywhere outside of this campus. I know. It's like, what can we do? Well, we can throw a blanket down with some wine and some cheese and some, some charcuterie. And... Like even with Claire, <laughs> if like there's some definitely some moments where there's some guys like that was part of their date, their hangout. It's kind of, it's interesting because it'd be like, hey guy, you call your buddy, hey I'm on the Bachelorette, dude, dude, you're that's awesome. You have your passport ready to go. Oh no, dude, we're not leaving the hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, you see the Bachelor Mansion? Nah, dude. I'm going to be staying in Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because that makes sense. Cool. Um, Sounds like my bachelor party from last year. <laughs> but uh, Zach tells the, um, <laughs> Zach tells Tasha he's been married before too, and like that oddly turns her on. Um, at least they can talk about it. I mean, it. it's it's a, yeah, it's it's a point for in which they can connect. Which all of our interactions we've seen from them prior, I, I don't really see where the connection is. And this is I got I got PTSD from the Claire portion of the season yeah, because she mentioned specifically about like the way that he looks at her and whereas, Oh yeah. She goes the way that he looks at me, there's something about it. And I'm like, don't, don't go Claire out where you're like, Oh my God, I just saw him and I just knew no, (laughs) please don't. But she didn't, she's not that way. Yeah. She's actually uses her brain once when her emotions flare up, she actually locks that down with her brain. So Tasha's super mature. Yeah. I gotta be She's super, yeah. straight up where Clara was much older but less mature. In this humble podcaster's opinion. As Bennett quoted earlier in this episode too, when Noah says, you know, you think that age determines maturity, and Bennett goes, No, actions do. Yeah. And we're seeing exactly that. We're seeing polarizing actions taking place. Uh, to say the least. But they go to this dinner portion in this super neon lit uh, poolside deal. Um, Zach was wearing the same suit that he wore the first rose ceremony. Yes. Um, the black V-neck with the gray the, blazer. Yeah. And I know that because he wore those Jordans stupidly. Um, yes. Now he wore those with the suit pants. I'll give him that. He, did cha- he didn't have the gray suit pants. He had like some jeans on or maybe some dark black jeans or something. They were tight, I'm sure. Because you can't get away from tight pants, probably. But um, Zach Zach tells a kind of his, his sobs is not a sob story, but his life story. And I'm actually glad that he did because I do think it brings to light um, something that people struggle with at all. He had, but he had a brain tumor, yeah. and then they removed it and put him on oxycodone. I'm assuming and drug. And he said he got into drugs. He got um, hooked. He got yeah. arrested for DUI, and then his wife left him, and he went to rehab after he stole from his dad and a teller. Uh, Essentially turned him in. Um, well, and like, yeah, and that's a super cool part of the story too. Is that the bank teller must have been like the like it must have been a local bank, like the credit union or something, where she knows the dad really well because she's probably like, dude, your son is like she called the dad and said your son's taking money out, man. Like it's bad. So it's, it's interesting though. I like, I don't know if that would fly in today's deal because like every check that you cash has like an image on it, so you can see, oh, my son. My son wrote a check to himself for thousands of dollars or whatever it may be. Or more so, huh, my son has my checkbook. (laughs) Right? It's probably more of that. So, I mean, he kind of gets super honest with her. And uh, so she she liked that and gives him the rose. And then they get go on a Ferris wheel ride. And I'm shocked that they stopped at the top to kiss. Like, I did not see that coming. (laughs) I was thinking like maybe a quarter turn or a three quarter turn, but not half. I mean, I, I almost thought it was going to be like a, you know, Spider-Man, you know, a uh, promo, you know, just because he was in the last episode with the the Ferris wheel out in Europe. But, you know, it wasn't. I was disappointed in that. But. Could you imagine if he went full uh, notebook and just hung Climbed. off the bar and said, marry me or I'll kill myself. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Season Go ends on. real quick. <laughs> you, I'm just saying, girls, you think that's romantic? You think that's romantic? Yeah. 
it, yeah, it, yeah. There's a question to ask and, and pose out to the Instagram and the Twitter account. If he had done that, how many of the how many would Tasha be freaking out and send him home immediately, or would she find that dramatically romantic? Yes, I will go out with you. <laughs> I win. Oh, I guess he'd ask for the rose. Give me the rose. Give Although, me. did he already have the rose? He already had yeah, the rose, but so. apparently he dropped it from the credit scene, so yeah. he needed it back. She was unsure. <laughs> That's why he should have gotten out of the, the seat. <laughs> Remember, Miss Cleo, the cards don't lie. It's like, the, the rose don't lie. It fell off his shirt. Um, yeah, be able to foreshadow. Looks like he possibly? totally nosedives next episode, though. Yeah. But, like I said, a bit of foreshadowing. The thing that bothered me most, though, is Zach was manspreading on the tr- on the Ferris wheel ride. Oh, yeah. He just, he just had his legs super wide, yeah. super rude. The 80-20 rule definitely applied, and he's taking up 80% of that seat. Ladies, I, I'm, I'm here for you. I'll be the voice of reason for you. <laughs> no to manspreading. We're anti-manspreaders. Correct. Um, Unless we're spreading 15 love. 15-inch pants. What? Unless we're spreading love to our wow. listeners. Or Nutella. Um... <laughs> <laughs> next is a group date where they do all arts and crafts and stuff and they walk in there's these naked people and and blake moines was like i can't be naked three times on the same television show which i thought was a great quote yeah i mean he recognizes, he's getting sick and tired of this he recognizes uh the, the absurdity of his actions so far mm-hmm. um and there's they're going to create art together and bennett essentially takes noah's seat next to Tasha. And uh, Noah gets a little butthurt about that. So um, they all start throwing barbs. Him and Noah start throwing barbs at each other. Um, yeah. But, um, I, feel a, I feel like Bennett just kind of turns on his alpha male persona. And he's just like, you don't belong in this arena. You're too young. Get over there. And what, I mean, here's the thing. What does Noah do about it? He moves. <laughs> so it's like, okay. You know, he acts like he's not going to get pushed around, and yet Bennett pushes him around that whole that whole time. Well, Bennett, I mean, Bennett is not without, you know, fault in a lot of things, but I agree with, I'm older, and I, I agree with almost everything he said. No, yeah. No. It's, but he said it in, like, the most condescending way possible. And, um, and that's his problem, right? Yeah. His problem isn't actually with the words he says and he uses, because I, I agree with you. A lot of what he was saying was like, Damn, this guy's this guy's spot on, <laughs> and he says it succinctly. Yes, and without any room to like, without any room to question. Yeah, right. He just makes an observation. It's succinct, and it's to the point, and it's, and it's factual, right? And he's like, "And this is what I've noticed," and you're left with nothing to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> Like no, yeah, no one has no response anytime he he calls him out on his stuff. Or like when Noah's when Ben says like, "Tell me specifics," as mm-hmm. what you're saying. Noah can never draw on yes specifics. Um, well, and we've learned that Noah's recollection when he's reciting, you know, incidents, isn't right. Mm-hmm. Not that he's not not that he's not incorrect in the things that Bennett has approached him about or talked to him about. But when he repeats it back to Tasha, they don't sound that. It's not exactly. That's why Bennett calls him out and says, "Give me some specifics." What I specifically say to you, and Bennett even, we're getting there. But Bennett will say, recite exactly what he said to him. Yeah, but anyways, we, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm too excited about this portion. But Tasha, um, Tasha then, excuse me, urges the guys to do a self-portrait to get to know them. Yes. Deeply. And um, who is your favorite? Well, I was going to run through a few. Um, I thought, well, I said, uh, Brendan held up a frame 
Yes. Well, he cut out the actual canvas and painted the edges brown so it looked like a frame. Oh, is that what he yeah. did? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes it. Because they I showed thought, him like cutting. I thought he just took the uh, the uh, a blank canvas. No, that was his artful part. Is he painted the edges of the wood frame brown? <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, Bennett did needlework. Um, Ivan killed it with a puzzle piece. Um, Blake Boynes pulls a whole Home Alone two with turtle doves, um, and then he brings out his animal knowledge. Yes, <laughs> turtle yes. doves mate for life. <laughs> you should tell Sasha that turtle doves mate for life. <laughs> She'll love that. Ah. I, I talked to the moose. He agrees. <laughs> By the way, I'm flying above your head and you have a bald spot starting. Um, and Ben just strips down naked, but um, you can only pull that off if you have a nice body. Can you imagine like, if I did that and be like, hey, this is me. Take me all in. Why wouldn't that be body shaming, Matt? I, I'm calling myself heavier than he is. <laughs> I don't have those muscles, but I think my, my gold star of the day goes to Riley. And Riley's like, thing hit home where it's like you know what kind of kid dreams about quality time with their daughter he's like as someone that's never had it i was like oh mic drop heavy and i'll say this he is a lawyer that dude can tell a story that's true and i mean i mean in a very positive i mean he was able to express himself by way of telling story right that was his media was by verbally t- sharing story yeah not a whole lot of people have that gift there a lot of people are like i know i am not good at telling story yeah and i think all our listeners know that he yes we, <laughs> i am terrible at that so then this happened and then that happened and then he oh, said wait, what but before you, you need to know this <laughs> let me backtrack I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> so i digress died um so but, he was a good storyteller, and I yeah. thought his story was was touching. It was. Um, I like. I mean, we've always liked Riley, but he just his stock continues to just climb in our books. Yeah, um, and then after Ben stripped down Tasha, and I was like, "What an art day!" I love that. <laughs> I, I thought she was just overwhelmed with the fact that Ben was naked. <laughs> well, but with this statement, like, "What an art day!" I'm laughing, and then all of a sudden they show her in the back crying. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what's going on here right now? Well, he pulled the naked man from How I Met Your Mother. You just show up in front of a girl naked and it works 66% and you go, of the this time. Is, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, he pulled the naked man. <laughs> I guess it's successful. He got the group date rose. See, and that's where it's ultimately disappointing for me. Because it's like... He got the rose. And I don't want to over... I don't want to... I don't want to overgeneralize this, but I feel like it's because he literally stripped down. Well, <laughs> now he he put he said he the way he said it was nice, right? And he's like, "I'm gonna take that risk. This is me. I'm bearing it all." But it's still like the dude stripped in front of Rins, like, and he got the rose. Like, right? I'm mad because I'm in Camp Riley. Riley should have gotten the rose. Let's just chalk it up to that. But but you have to you have to be. Fair, because he talked about something he did not have to talk about with his male eating disorder during his during his session with her at the cocktail hour. At the afterwards. cocktail hour before he got his rose, I mean, like, dude, big ups to you. Um, yeah, because that's a you said only your sister knows, and now everyone now, in America knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's an interesting deal because there is uh, eating 
issues with men mm-hmm. um, that kind of get swept under the rug. Often overlooked. With, similar with abuse of men. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that are happen that aren't brought up. So mm-hmm. I'm glad he got some national exposure. And I'm glad he got the rose for that regard. Um, yes. Easy got the next one-on-one date. Um, yes. And he was he warmed up by doing high knees by the pool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, their date... I, I saw that. Their date is a, apparently... Um, Going ghost hunting and reading a very long chapter book about a fictional guy. Um, Which is fun. And, you know, they go around. There's a haunted haunted house going on and easy overreacts about everything. Tasha's worse. She, I, like, literally, she sprinted out of the room uh, when something scary I feel like happened. I feel like he got amped up and he just raised, like, he, like, raised her, like, he got her amped up about it. Because he was the one I thought was overreacting at first, like, screaming and stuff. But then she was the one that started bailing. <laughs> Just leaving him. Like, can you imagine, like, in a bad situation? It's like, women and children only. Peace. Yeah. Tasha's already taken care of herself. Yeah, she's already on the boat. <laughs> she, he doesn't get a goodbye kiss goodbye, you know? <laughs> she's already on the boat. Well, speaking of goodbyes. Yeah. Well, wait, can we just say best line in the whole episode was when Easy goes, this is a cute-ass date. This is a cute-ass date. This is a cute-ass date. I'm going to use that in the future. Yep. Um, when I'm ready. Um, so let's talk about it. What what does what does a easy easy w- share? Easy would still be here if he didn't say I love you. One hundred percent. If he would have kept it jovial, fun, shared more about himself, opened up about himself, asked her about herself, he would still be around. He yep. went straight for the I think I'm falling in love with you, which is yep. still super noncommittal. Um, but at the same time, it's like. He said it way too fast. That's why he went home, in my opinion. It, yes, I, I agree with you. My, my one question, though, that I have was, was this already preconceived by Tasha? No. See, because the way she put it, and again, could have just been it could have just been her delivery and the words that she chose, but she made it seem like she's like, "You're a good man. I really like you're. You know, you've got a lot to offer. That's why I can't give you this rose. I'm just not feeling that way." But then she says something, and I was like, "Wait." She says something along the lines, and I, I don't know verbatim, but she says something along the lines of like, I just didn't want to have you be at the rose ceremony. I give you the rose, or I don't give you rose, and I don't have time to explain. Right? Mm. Which I can kind of appreciate, but I also have a problem with the fact that if that's, if you assume that's the case, did she have, did she book a whole one-on-one with him just so that she could have the time to explain that he's a really good guy, but she doesn't feel that way and send him home? Otherwise, that whole ghost hunting thing was just kind of cruel. You're just dragging him along. What well, also didn't make him bare his soul like she did with Jason or the other men. Well, not yeah. her, but Claire did with Jason and what she yes, did with the other men. That's um, true. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that Easy would have still been there if he took it a little slower. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I appreciate her putting him down because as soon as you know it's not there you you should end it it's the only way to do it it's not it's not and here's the thing is i think you don't appreciate it until it's in retrospect right and you go god at least at least she ripped the friggin' band-aid off yeah right don't don't drag me on for a couple more episodes you know or whatever in their case days weeks i don't know only to be like yeah yeah you know and then he just gets sent home at a regular rose ceremony and it's like a, a goodbye and he's left saying what the hell did i do yeah he's so. still left what did i do but i'm telling you easy you jumped the shark a little quickly and tinkerbell 
in her green dress sent you home. Yep. Um, yep. So the episode wraps up with um, Noah and Bennett going on a one-on-one or two-on-one. Two-on-one, yes. Before the rose ceremony. And Bennett... Um, love Bennett. There's, there's he, zero closure in this episode. It ends up in one of those to-be-continued scenarios. To be continued. The writing's on the wall. Um, but Bennett packs Noah a, a gift. and um, <laughs> it, a, a The gift red of, bandana, right? What, red bandana because they when they first talked, it was about his ranch in Oklahoma. And it went red because he hopes there's no bad blood. The mustache socks, he then used that to say, mustaches don't belong on your face. Um, <laughs> and then he got him a book on emotional intelligence. Went ahead and described all of them to him and said, I think you're deficient in three of them. Yes. Um, and part of me, I know a lot of guys like Bennett. I do. Uh, I, you do too. We're from Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bennett, in my opinion, and I and maybe because I'm a fanboy, so bear with me. But I think that he actually felt he was setting him up for the future because he felt that he there was no way that he was going to go. He Bennett was going to go home. Yes. So he, I really did think that the gift of emotional intelligence book was actually sincere because he felt that he was going home and this is a learning opportunity. It sounds like Bennett had an absentee father. Um, and it sounds like he's trying to take a role or at least absent of a role model. Right. Yes. Okay. And him being like, look, this might be an option. Like, is it arrogant? Yes. Was it untrue? No. Right? That's, that's and, and I think and we briefly discussed this before off and on, but the delivery. His delivery was not his delivery is what messed it up. It was very condescending. It was it did come off as very arrogant. Yeah. In the sense that he again, he's thinking he's really just helping this kid. When in reality, the time to do that is hey, let's grab coffee after this show is over. Yeah. And let's just have a heart to heart, man. Like I do want to stay connected to you. Like I don't want any bad blood. Let's let's hash out the shit. And then like here, I really think this will help you as a young twenty something year old. So what's eleven years younger than you? Twenty. Yeah. You when <laughs> if a twenty year old and you were going after the same girl and she was twenty seven, you tell that twenty year old to sit down. Mm-hmm. And sorry. Yep. Like that's and again, this is coming off as pure arrogance, you know. But Bennett likes to be like, "Oh, well, this is my mountain village, and this is my, you know, like he he always likes to flaunt the fact that he has assets, the fact that he's got wealth, the fact that he's built it, right?" And but again, to a certain degree, it's like, look, twenty. Like again, if I'm if I'm a thirty-one year old and 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 I'm going after a twenty-seven year old, and and so is a, a twenty-year-old, I'm going, "Hey, girl, like." I've got a house, I've got a rental, I've got a car, I make my payments, uh, I'm pretty steady financially, and I can afford for trips, and I can afford to have a good time. Like, Or you can get the kid who's still trying to graduate college and, and hope that, that he's going to figure it out. And, and what can you do in a lake house, a mountain retreat, a chateau in Paris? You can take pictures and post them to Instagram and make money. And if the Instagram account tanks... You're still a okay. There you go. <laughs> I so, mean, yeah, it works out in her favor from so a from a comfortable from, lifestyle. Exactly. And from there, we have to say this is to be continued as well. But yes. before we do that, um, one thing: what? Who do you think goes home? Uh, or who? Bennett's going home. You think Bennett's going home? Unfortunately, I'm going to say both of them go home. 
I'm going to guess both of them go home. Okay. I bet Tasha does not go home. I think that's a safe bet. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I bet Tasha and Bennett go home. <laughs> and Noah comes back saying, I'm the bachelor. Um, <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. So at the end of each episode, we give it a Stones rating. Uh, Stones rating is uh, determined on how painful it is for guys to watch this. We each have two Stones to give. Naturally. And uh, one no Stones means an act of castration is preferable than watching this episode. Two Stones means I actually liked it. And I know I did that backwards from the normal thing, so bear with me. We also have the very, uh, very talked about, seldom <laughs> referenced uh, deli meat scale. Don't um, so call it the deli meat scale. Don't you dare call it the deli meat scale. It's a thing now. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's start with off of Stones. I will go first. Or do you want to go first? Nope. You go for it. I will give this episode one stone. Ooh. Um, I I enjoyed watching it with you, um, but unlike last week where I wanted to jump back into it, I wanted to do other things. I, yeah, I think it, I think it's a bridge episode. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give it one as well. Oh, I saw you on your phone. Yeah, at the end. No, of yeah, it. yeah, no, but you, but you nailed it. It's like you know, you're kind of like, all right, well, what else is going on in the social media world out there, right? Correct. I, I shouldn't say that. I was looking for fun memes to post, and I it, there's actually a great point too. There wasn't too much to really pull off or really have some fun with. So yeah, I, I'm gonna give one stone. I, I consider this kind of a bridge episode, and I think it's gonna get. Let's see, you know, sneak peek in the next episode. I think it's gonna get very meaty. So, mm. um, but this one, this one had its elements. This one had, had its elements. So my <sighs> deli meat scale. No, you whatever now. you want. It's going to be the meat. It's going to be the meaty scale. Okay. I challenge I'm going to give this deli meat. I'm going to give this a full boiled chicken breast. Boiled chicken it was, breast? It had some meat to it, but and it wasn't that flavorful. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't sending me over the moon. Okay. So it had substance again. Bridge episode, it had a purpose. It's to, you know, again, this might be there also the reason why, you know, Chris happened to back out. Chris Harrison <laughs> ended up wasn't in the episode. It's kind of a bridge episode. JoJo stepped in to kind of just maintain order. And now Chris Harrison's going to come back in when it's two on one. It's getting nasty and dirty. It's going to be, I think it's going to, we might see a really thick piece of meat in the rating scale next week. I'm hoping that's what it's going to be. Stay tuned to find out. Well, that's our show. It is a two stone boiled chicken breast of an episode. And uh, hey, where can I? Where can our people follow us? Uh, follow us on Twitter at ro stones guys, on Instagram at ro stones guys, on YouTube at ro stones guys. Um, be sure to reach out, tweet, rate, subscribe, like, share, whatever your platform does to share, like, or rate. Please do it. It helps us in the ratings, um, and it also helps us get exposure. Uh, we appreciate. Everyone that listens saw a nice little bump today. Yeah. Um, share, share with your friends. We appreciate it. We love all y'all. Yeah. And uh, if you ever want to be on the show, just drop a slide into our DMs. Yes. We um, are going to have a guest on for the finale. Yep. If you want that to be you, uh, let us know at RO Stones Guys on Twitter or RO Stones Guys. That's Stones with an S, Guys with an S on Instagram and slide into those DMs, people. Um, yes. But uh, until we talk to you, Again, y'all have a great week. Have a good night.